That's obedience. That's obedience. The Christian obeys. He obeys to the measure that he can. According to his context, in light of judgment, he obeys. And I'll tell you, beloved, more obedience is the need of the hour. It is. We come to the place of prayer. I think we are a people who, who are, are, we have the this, this, this spiritual malady caused by compromises in our hearts. I think that can say that generally. There may be some exceptions. But disobedience causes us to limp in prayer. It makes us sickly and timid. And that's what I feel in our prayer meetings largely. There's a sickliness. There's a timidity. timidity. We, just, we just aren't in that place. Think, think of what John writes in 1 John 3, 22. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. I mean, I mean do, do we believe that? Do we? Maybe the reason we don't believe it is because we have suppressed, we have, uh, we have, how can I, we're not putting the fuel on the fire. Obedience fuels the fires of believing prayer. It does. Not in the sense that we earn it. That's not what I mean. But God delights in obedience. He does. He does. And to the obedient, He blesses. The Holy Spirit is given to them that obey Him. And so we, we see the scriptural testimony of those who, who did good and are called out for being good and being righteous and being obedient. And it's, we can look at it purely in the doctrinal way and say, well, they had it in pure righteousness. But that the emphasis of the text, the emphasis of the text isn't on that. The emphasis of the text is that their impudent righteousness led to a practical outworking of obedience. That's the emphasis of the text, and don't miss it. Because that's really, that's really what you have in Hebrews 11. You have an evangelical faith that is producing unusual living in obedience. Abraham obeyed not knowing where he was going. His faith caused him to obey God. Faith produces obedience or there is no faith. So Noah's faith in God made him take seriously a message of judgment and then he, he moved he moved, and I have to believe he was a man of prayer because he's the one that's given right after verse 6. He was a man who diligently sought God. And he understood that whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Pleasing in his sight. Is John mocking us? Is John mocking us? Is John saying you can do those, well, you can't really do those things that are pleasing in his sight. You can't do it. Is that what John's saying? Is John saying that the depravity of the nature is such that the grace of conversion and the power of the Spirit makes it impossible to do those things that are pleasing in God's sight? Is that where our theology has brought us? Because if it is, then we've gotten very unbiblical. Because right here in 1 John 3, 22, it says that we can do those things that are pleasing in God's sight. And when we do that, <laughs> when we are there, whatsoever we ask of we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. I can't miss the cause and effect there. Can you? Can you? So we come thinking we'll just offer a few prayers, but the life doesn't matter. And that is, that is where the breakthrough needs to come. I think in my heart and yours, the breakthrough needs to come in this real seriousness 
about being obedient to God in every area. No, no reservations, no holding back, no negotiations. This, this is all out. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm starting again. What would it be to be a full-blown, obedient servant of God? What would that look like? 